Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. This episode is brought to you by the Revolutionizing Parenthood Conference, a conference that my good friend Ashley Albrecht and I decided to create to support parents. This was intended to be a live conference happening in the Philadelphia area on April 25th. However, due to the current coronavirus pandemic, we decided to shift the conference into a fully digital format. And most recently, we decided to make our conference 100% free. We feel that this is a very important service that we can offer to families everywhere as they try to parent their children during this unprecedented time that we're living in. So please register to join us and hear from my good friend and world-renowned speaker and Oprah's parent, Oprah's favorite parenting expert, Dr. Shafali, and myself and over 20 other parenting experts who will talk to you about parenting your children from toddlers to teens and everything in between, all kinds of special needs at this very challenging time. Check out the show notes for the registration link or visit www.revolutionizingparenthood.com. One more announcement. Recently, since this coronavirus pandemic began, I started doing daily webinars to help parents through this unprecedented time. I have decided that since I have interviewed all of the speakers for our upcoming Revolutionizing Parenthood event, that I am going to be sharing some of the webinars that I do each day. So check in here and I will continue to support you. And if you would like to join my daily webinars to have some live interaction with me, you can find the link in the show notes. All right. Well, welcome to Parenting Through the Coronavirus. This is number 20. Can you believe it? Uh, Well, since I haven't really been part of all of them, yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. What's the 20 days in a row? 20 days in a row you've been podcasting about what to do and how to parent. Webinaring. Podcasting Meanwhile, I've too. been doing all the Double. parenting. What? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. 
My head's down because, well, this is going on. I'm restringing my guitar. Well, put it up so everybody can see. He's revisiting an old, an old hobby, and I'm going to go get our cat. We just escaped. The cat decides to, whenever the back door is open, obviously we're coming from the backyard, whenever the back door is open, the cat opens the door and decides that he wants to become an adventurer. So that's what we have to constantly be on the lookout for him to, to uh, run away. So thankfully she was able to catch him this time. And... Uh, Doing this the right way or the wrong way. Ah, anyway, so that was funny. Yeah, parenting your cat through the coronavirus. That is um, probably harder than parenting the kids. Well, sometimes, yes. Because the cat likes to explore the great blue yonder. Yeah, he's a, he's a traveler. Yeah. He likes to make himself known to the world. Yes, or make, the world, the walls. or make the world known to him. <laughs> so, well, it's interesting that you picked up this guitar because one of my clients also picked up his guitar mm. over the past few days. Nice. And he said he hadn't played it for over a year because, quote unquote, life got, life got too busy. Yeah. And yeah. now we've got nothing but time on our hands. And we are all finding out about how much opportunities there are to do all those things that you never had time to do before or that you kept putting off or just oh well yeah Ooh. I could do that but it would take me an hour to get set up and then it might take this long to do it and now suddenly yeah yeah you know what you have time go do it it's and, really interesting isn't it yeah I, I mean we've talked a lot about how um the coronavirus and the blessings and tribulations of it. But for, for us, I think we've really found a way to have it be generally a very productive time. And I think we can't overstate, underestimate, overstate. I never know which one of those to say, but it, we have our health. Everyone yeah, has right, health. Exactly, yeah. So we can easily, it's easy to find the blessings right. when you're healthy right? and your loved ones are healthy. Yeah. Um, I know it's much harder if I, I know a bunch of people who are recovering from the virus and it's not so easy for them. They're uh, working each day just to feel well enough to get out of bed. So um, yeah, it is definitely a scary time out there in the world. I almost think that like we've insulated ourselves like 98% in this house. We have one family member going to the grocery store, which is your brother, right? because he worked out in his job the longest and he was exposed to the public, well, not the public, but, you know, out in the world, the longest in his job. And so he, he stepped up to be the designated grocery shopper. So other than that, we really don't, go out nobody needs gas because we're not driving anywhere right and thankfully we don't have any direly important uh doctor's appointments or anything my physical therapy is on hold i'm trying to convince our pediatrician to do telehealth well visits for the kids 
I haven't succeeded yet, but I think <laughs> I might. I might reign victorious this week. I have a feeling they're, they're wearing well down. Yeah. Well, I was talking with my neighbor yesterday about it. And of course there are probably legal ramifications to seeing kids or anybody over the, over the uh, video call or a telephone call or something. But uh, when I asked a week or two ago, if we could just do a telehealth well visit, the lady at the office told me they were were not yet doing well visits as telehealth, only uh, other only. visits. Oh, well, and I said, but that makes no sense because thankfully the, our two kids who are due for their well visits are healthy. I mean, healthy as horses. They're super healthy. Thank God. Right. They don't have allergies. They don't have illness. They don't have injury. They don't have any chronic anything. They, they're not due for vaccinations. They don't need anything. I mean, they literally could get on the phone. The doctor could ask standard questions. And aside from doing their blood pressure and their weight and stuff like that, I mean, they could get a clean bill of health over the phone. I don't understand why a well visit is not considered telehealth appropriate, but a sick visit is. If yeah. you're sick, don't you want to be seen by the Maybe doctor? it's the extra liability that goes along with that being a kid. And well, there's yeah, probably also right. waivers in place for HIPAA. I remember when this all started going down early on and I was listening to CNBC and they said something about um, they relaxed HIPAA requirements for corona, for telehealth on Corona. Right. Well, and so I they think probably can't as easily. They with probably kids. haven't done that. Well, or more importantly, they just, those HIPAA relaxation isn't HIPAA relaxation. The relaxation of the HIPAA probably doesn't apply to non-corona cases. Um, so like, they still have to maintain the HIPAA stuff if it's I, not corona. And I also know that the, doc, the once a year well visit may be the only chance a doctor gets to lay their eyes on their patient. And make right. sure that they're well cared for. There are no unexplained bruises or, you know, they're not suffering from depression that's been un undiagnosed mm -hmm. or something like that. Because I know they've changed a bunch of the standard questions that they ask the kids at their visits. So I do understand that. But I almost think that just for a month, they could just do telehealth or maybe on a case-by-case -case basis. If, they, if they've never had a red flag that they're concerned about, either with the welfare of the child or the health of the right. child which our kids would never have fallen into that category maybe they could just make an exception because i really don't want to i don't want to burst our seal like but, i, I mean, don't want to take them out who cares just don't do it why just cancel the appointment and say we'll do it in three months well the problem is you can only do it once a year so once you get past their birth date it gets later and later and each year they can't have it on their birth date because that's a Saturday, they can't have it till Monday. And then the next year, they have to have it t the Tuesday. But then Tuesday's booked, and they can't have it till Thursday. There is no so reason in the back. world. There's no reason in the world they should be going to those appointments if they're not if they're not going to do them. Just say, all right, well, you know what? If you're not going to do it, then we'll just cancel and we'll see you in when they give the all clear. Yeah, I mean, I probably will do I mean, that, but I'm trying to, I'm still trying to advocate for the telehealth because the kids have sports, the kids have summer camp, like there are paperwork requirements and they're not due right this minute, but. Oh, where they need to sign off on it. 
like their oh, their versus um, their physical from last year is expiring, and it will no longer be acceptable for their school sports or their summer camp until they get a new one. So we have probably until late mid June, I guess, to get these done. But uh, it, it's not like we can just say, "Oh, see you in September," because that will impact both of them negatively. Mm. So whatever, that's. <laughs> It's not a. It's not the end of the world, but it's certainly something that is an has been impacted by the coronavirus and the stay-at-home orders and all that kind of stuff. So that's been interesting. What else for you? Um, I guess we should talk about the store. Yeah, there's a big development there. Which I don't know if anyone would even know what the heck that means because I'd never been on it before. I don't know if you mentioned my store in any of the... I might make this a our Friday podcast episode. So oh, you can right. tell the, the viewers here about the store and then the podcast listeners will already probably know about it. So in uh, September of last year, I opened a retail store in Mount Holly, New Jersey in a cute little... Adorable. Shacky little building. So that cute. was... Just a, super cute. Yeah, it was going to be a, it was going to, well, it was, it was a comic shop selling used comics, you know, back issues only. It was a art gallery with comic art on the walls. And then it was a teaching space where I conducted uh, art lessons in how to, well, Faith is joining us. Hi, Faith. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> going to go back in now, aren't you? Yeah, uh -huh. I'm the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then conducting comic art lessons in the shop. So, because we should mention that you're a comic artist. Yeah, I'm a comic book artist. In your free time, which you have had none of. But. Yeah, I was a comic book artist, <laughs> and um, anyway, so and comic creator and all that stuff, publisher. <clears throat> so, opened the store and. You know, had a blast running it for the first four or five months. Um, but what, because of the the time commitment at this particular shop, it's part of a co-op, which is why the rent is reasonable and affordable for a shop like this. And the complications of, um, you know, my day job, I was finding myself working seven days a week. Literally seven days a week. Literally seven days a week. Um, and, you know, 10 hours a day. And then between coaching the kids. And, and, and it was volleyball. certainly fun. There were aspects of it yeah, that were very fun for you. I mean, I had a great time. I had met a lot of awesome people, taught uh, you know, some great students. I met a really good friend who I'm now collaborating on a book with. But in the process of... Um, all of this coronavirus stuff going on and having all that free time open up in front of me, I realized just how much my free time had been swallowed up by the store and that I wasn't using that time to create anymore. It was just, okay, well, I'm at the store and I'm a retailer and thinking about those elements, which were cool in the teaching element of things, but that's not 
I didn't get into, you know, I didn't get into quote unquote comics in order to be a comic retailer. I got into comics because I wanted to be a creator. I wanted to be, a, you know, tell stories and all that kind of stuff. So we made a decision the other day that I was going to close up. Well, not close up because we're not currently open at the store, <laughs> but I was going to not use, reopen. not reopen at the back end of this because um, of all those things that we just talked about. So, which has been a decision that has definitely been fraught with some blow ups. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> it's tough. It's, I mean, I don't know. I find it, I find it uh, hard to, in some regards, just kind of uh, turn my back on something that I've done. And I feel in some cases like, you know, quote unquote, I failed in terms of that task. Um, But you've been really great in trying to make sure I understand that it's less about having failed at that task and more about just saying, hey, this is not what I wanted to do. This is not what I had gotten into this for. So that has been something that in the past few days um, has occupied a lot of my time, I know. so Yeah, it's definitely not a failure. It's, it's, it goes back to what I say all the time, that time is precious. It's your most precious resource. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's something that is a finite amount and you can waste it or you can invest it. You can't save it because it's going by minute by minute, second by second every day. So there's no hoarding time. There's no saving it. There's no putting it off to use it later. You can't save time. No, you can't do a podcast and. Well, you can get double duty at the same time. time. (laughs) Yeah, you could do that, but um, you can't save it. You can waste it or you can invest it. And so I think when you look at how you're spending your precious time and you realize it's not quite hitting the mark and you right. decide to pivot and pivot. aim your arrow pivot. more towards the target, pivot. then how can that be a failure? How can that be anything other than a success? Because you're, you're aiming more closely, more accurately towards your target and investing your time, your precious time into something that's closer to being in alignment with what you want. Right. Well, anyway, so that's kind of big news for for me, I guess, is that that is kind of going on. And so now we have a lot of boxes to move back and forth. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Well, But it'll be good exercise. We get to go out. Yay! But we're not going out in public because the store has been shuttered since, since before the governor put the mandate right. down. Maybe two weeks before? We decided it was not a good idea to continue having it open. It was not an essential business, and there was no reason to have the public in and out, right. shaking hands and touching things. And so it's been shuttered probably for maybe six weeks now. Yeah. So our going back and forth. Well, five weeks. Your lovely assistant. After we shuttered it, she came in. She was feeling quite nervous one day and worried and stressed about the virus. So she came in and disinfected the whole thing and made it like an operating room. When we went in a couple days later, I think to get the printer. Oh my God, the smell in there was amazing. It was so clean smelling. It smelled so disinfected. So we know that that space is very clean, very unimpacted by the virus. 
we'll go back and forth and haul boxes back and forth and it'll be fun to get out, get in the car and actually go somewhere and still do it in a way that's not violating any rules or anyone's health and safety, which is very important. Yep. So So, big change. Yeah. So I guess we should probably wrap this up and go start hauling boxes. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today. I'll see you here same time tomorrow. See ya. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.